It's also from you spending your time getting educated, putting the team together, things like that. So all the behind the scenes work that you're doing for maybe years will finally come to fruition with your first acquisition fee at closing. Best ever listeners, I'm so excited to share today's sponsor with you. It's Eastern Union Funding and Arbor Realty Trust. If you're in the multifamily space, you likely recognize these names, but have you used them? Uh, I'm guessing if you haven't, then you probably know someone who has. I can tell you personally, we have used uh, Mark Belsky. He is a point person at Eastern Union Funding as a partner with us, and he has helped us secure debt uh, for actually a deal we closed on this month. And we've worked with him. Um, In addition, my clients, my program, my consulting program have worked with him to successfully close on deals. When we were starting out, Ashcroft was starting out, we had somewhat of a track record, but we weren't fully as established with our investor network. I went to him and we secured some equity, $500,000 in equity to fund one of our deals. While he works with more institutional partners, he's brought $200 million in equity over the last 12 months. He was able to help us out there and we built a relationship with him and Eastern Union Funding ever since. So if you need equity for your deal and you have a track record, then he's your point person. His number is 212-897-9875. If you need debt, then he partners up with Arbor on a lot of transactions. So if you're a multifamily borrower who wants agency or bridge debt, then that's the team to work with. Uh, We have worked with their team, both Eastern Union and Arbor, on deals. And people who have purchased our deals, purchased deals from us, have used Arbor, as well as my clients in my consulting program, they've used it. So this is a recommendation that comes from firsthand experience. And the last thing I'll say about uh, working with Mark Belsky at Eastern Union is that if you need a loan guarantor, but don't have that track record quite yet, then Mark can look at what you've, the deal you've got And assuming it checks out, he can make introductions to people he knows as potential loan guarantors for your deal. So debt, equity, and potentially loan guarantors. Uh, All you need, well, you need to find a deal, obviously. Um, But besides that, you know, the other main components of the deal they can help you out with. So talk to Mark Belsky. His email is mbelsky at easterneq.com and his phone number 212-897-9875. There needed to be a resource on apartment syndication that not only talked about each aspect of the syndication process, but how to actually do each of the things and go into it in detail. And we thought, hey, why not make it free too? That's why we launched Syndication School and Theo Hicks will go through a particular aspect of apartment syndication on today's episode and get into the details of how to do that particular thing. Enjoy this episode. And for more on apartment syndication and how to do things, go to apartmentsyndication.com or to learn more about the Apartment Syndication School, go to syndicationschool.com so you can listen to all the previous episodes. Hi, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Syndication School series, a free resource focused on the how-tos of the apartment syndication investment strategy 
I'm your instructor, Theo Hicks. So each week, we air a two-part podcast series about a certain aspect of the apartment indication investment strategy, and for the majority of the series, we will be offering free documents or a spreadsheet for you to download for free. All these documents and the previous Syndication School series episodes can be found at syndicationschool.com. This episode is part one of a two-part series entitled Tony Robbins' Ultimate Syndication Success Formula. So in these next two parts, we're going to be talking about goals and how to set goals as an apartment syndicator. So by the end of this episode, you will learn first what the Tony Robbins Ultimate Success Formula is, and the episode will be focused on part one of the five-part formula. And then we're going to have a conversation about the money question, which is how do you make money as an apartment syndicator? So we're going to talk about the different fees and then go over an example. And then lastly, you are going to set your first 12-month goal. And in order to help you with that, we're going to provide you with a free calculator where you essentially input your goal and it'll spit out what you need to do to accomplish that goal, which we'll get into a little bit later in the episode. So first, as an introduction, what is the Tony Robbins Ultimate Success Formula? So it's a five-part formula, and as you all know, Joe is a huge fan of Tony Robbins, so I wanted to have this episode follow his outline, but apply it to apartment indications and get really specific on the certain parts of the formula. So part one is know your outcome, which is going to be the focus of this episode. Part two is know your reasons why, which will be discussed in the next episode, part two. And then the last three steps are to three, take massive intelligent action, four, know what you're getting, and then five, change your approach, which we're not going to be talking about in this episode, but in reality, that's what the whole entire syndication school is about. What type of action to take, tracking your action, and then ways to tweak your approach or different approach that you can take based off of your results. So part one is know your outcome. So why is this important? Well, as Tony Robbins says, clarity is power. So you need something to focus on, and it needs to be something that's specific and quantifiable. And once you've set this specific quantifiable outcome, then you're able to reverse engineer the process and take that massive intelligent action, which is step three. So if you don't know what you're doing, you have nothing to focus on, and you're kind of flailing around like a fish out of water, and you're not taking intelligent action, maybe you're taking massive action, but it's not intelligent because it's not pushing you towards a specific outcome. So we have to set an outcome before we even start our syndication business, but after we make sure that we meet the requirements from the previous series, which is your education and experience requirements. So if you haven't listened to those episodes yet, those were last week's episodes in the Syndication School series, and it could also be found at syndicationschool.com. So in order to know our outcome, and our outcome is going to be a monetary goal, how much money we want to make, you first need to know how the heck you make money as a syndicator. So I'm going to go over essentially all the fees that you could potentially make as a syndicator and then mention which ones are common and which ones are uncommon and then kind of how to think about which ones you should 
charge on your first couple of deals. So in total, we're going to go over eight different fees, and the, the first five are going to be the most common, and the other three you probably won't be charging ever, most likely, but some people might be charging them at a later stage in their business. So the first way you're going to make money is on the profit split. So typically, how you're going to structure the deal with your investors is that you will offer them some sort of preferred return, which is a return on their capital. And then once that preferred return is distributed, all of the remaining profits will be split between you and your investors. So this split can be 50-50 or it can be as high as 90-10 with the first number going to your investor, second number going to you. So that'd be 90% of the extra profits to your investors and 10% to you. Most likely you're going to see something between 50-50 and 70-30. So the reason why you are able to charge a profit split is because it promotes alignment of interest with your investors because if you just meet their preferred return, then you won't get paid until you sell the property. Whereas if you exceed the preferred return, they make more money because they're getting either 50% up to 90% of that remaining profits. And then, of course, you're incentivized to exceed preferred returns because you yourself want to make money. And if you are able to exceed the return projections, that means you're also increasing the value of the property, which also increases the profit at sale for you and your investors. Because if you remember from the education series, the value of the property is based off of the net operating income, which is the income minus the operating expenses, and the cap rate. So the higher the net operating income, the higher the property value, which means the higher sale price, which means more profits for you and your investors at sale. So that's number one, the profit split. Number two is an acquisition fee. So an acquisition fee is the upfront fee that is paid to the general partnership, so to you, for finding, analyzing, evaluating, financing, closing on the deal. So this fee is going to be a percentage of the purchase price paid to the syndicator at closing, and it can be anywhere between 1% and 5% of the purchase price, depending on the size of the project, the scope of the project, the experience level of you and your team, as well as the profit potential of the project. And think of the acquisition fee as a one-time consulting fee for all the behind-the-scenes work you've been doing in preparation to close on the deal. So it doesn't just start with you finding the deal. It also starts with you evaluating the market beforehand and picking the market. It's also from you spending your time getting educated, putting the team together, things like that. So all the -the behind-the-scenes work that you're doing for maybe years will finally come to fruition with your first acquisition fee at closing. So that's number two. Number three is an asset management fee. So this is an ongoing fee paid to the general partners for the ongoing property oversight. So making sure that the business plan is executed properly, maintaining occupancy, overseeing the property management company. All the ongoing tasks required to manage and operate the asset. You're paid for that work through this asset management fee. Now the asset management fee could be anywhere between 2 and 3% of the collected income or some syndicators will charge a per unit per year fee of 200 to $300. And this depends on the ongoing business plan. So if it's a very complicated business plan, a lot of renovations and rehabs and distressed property, then you can charge higher. Whereas if it's a turnkey property, and you're 
just kind of maintaining things, then it'll probably be at the lower end of the range. Now, Joe and his business prefers the percentage of the collected income to the dollar per unit per year because, again, alignment of interest. If you're just charging a flat fee, then the property does really well or really bad, you could pay the same amount of money regardless. Whereas if it's based off of the performance of the property, which the collected income is going to be performance-based, then there's an alignment of interest because the better the property performs, the better the syndicator gets compensated. Therefore, they're incentivized to make sure the property performs. And another way to promote alignment of interest, and you don't have to do this, but this is something else that we also do, is we will put the asset management fee in second position to the preferred return. What that means is the preferred return is paid out first, and then we collect the asset management fee, which means that if we cannot achieve the preferred return, then we don't get paid. So again, another added level of alignment of interest there. So that's number three, asset management fee. Number four is the guarantee fee. So this is the fee paid to the loan guarantor, who is the people that sign the loan and bring their net worth and balance sheet or their experience to help the syndicator qualify for financing. So if you eventually become the loan guarantor because you've built up a large enough business where you no longer need to bring on a third party to help you qualify for financing, then you can collect a fee. So if you are the loan guarantor, it's likely going to be a one-time fee paid at closing, and it's going to be based off of the principal balance of the mortgage loan. So whatever size of loan you get. So this could be on the low end between 0.5% and 2%, or as high as 35 to 5% of the principal balance of the mortgage loan paid at closing. Now, it's probably going to be on the lower end if it's you and the higher end if it's someone else. Additionally, if you're bringing on someone else to be the loan guarantor, like an experienced syndicator, then you're likely going to have to give up a percentage of the general partnership as well. So that could be anywhere between 5 and 30% on the high end. Now, where you fall in that range will depend on a few factors. Number one, the risk of the deal. So how complicated is the deal? But also, more importantly, how risky is the debt? So is the debt non-recourse, meaning that the loan guarantor is not personally liable unless certain carve-outs are triggered. If that's the case, then it's not as risky and they will likely accept a lower fee or a lower percentage of the general partnership. But if it's a recourse loan, which means that they are personally liable if you were to default, then they're going to be on the higher end of the spectrum. Also, experience. So if you're less experienced, there's more risk on the deal and they're going to want a higher chunk of equity and or upfront fee. And then finally, how well do you know this person? If you have a good relationship with them, a good trusting relationship, then you're likely going to be able to charge less. But if you don't know who they are and you're desperate for a loan guarantor, then at the end of the day, they can probably charge whatever they want because you want to get the deal done. And always remember that a smaller percentage of something is a lot better than complete ownership of absolutely nothing. So don't be worried about having to give away equity to someone to help you qualify for the loan on your first few deals because in the long run, eventually you'll be able to not only sign on the deals yourself, but just getting your foot in the door. So that's number four, the guarantee fee. Number five is a refinancing or supplemental fee. 
So this is a fee paid to the general partnership for the work that's required to refinance the property or obtain a supplemental loan. So again, this is going to be based off of the loan balance of the original loan or the new loan, kind of depending on how the agreement is structured. And it's going to be between 0.5 and 2% of that loan balance. Now, sometimes a hurdle might be involved. That is, if you do not distribute a certain percentage of the LP's initial equity, then you do not get to collect this fee. And for the example deal I'm going to go over here in a little bit, the return hurdle is 50%. So we needed to return 50% or more of the LP's initial equity at refinance in order to collect our refinancing fee. That's five. And the same thing applies for obtaining a supplemental loan. Now, those are the five common fees that you're likely going to see and that you'll be able to likely charge in your first few deals. I guess I wanted to make you aware of their existence. So number six is a property management fee. We all know that the property management company in return for their work requires you to pay them a monthly fee. So this fee could be anywhere between 2% to 8% of the collected income depending on the size of the deal. So the bigger the deal, the lower the fee is typically. But let's say eventually you start your own property management company to manage your assets, then you're the one who's going to be collecting this fee. So that's number six. Number seven is a construction management fee. So this will be a fee paid during the construction or renovation period for big projects. Now, again, usually if you have your property management company overseeing the renovations or the value-add business plan, then they might charge an additional fee during that period. So it could be a percentage of the collected income that's higher, but it's most likely going to be a percentage of the actual rehab budget. So 5 to 10% of your CapEx budget we paid to the property management company for managing the renovations. And again, if you in the future create your own property management company, then you will be the one who's charging this fee. So if that's the case, then you would either do that upfront 5 to 10% of the rehab budget, or you could increase or include it in your asset management fee. So that's number seven. Number eight is an organization fee. And this is a fee charged for putting the group together. So bringing together all the general partners and all the limited partners. Now this fee could be anywhere between three to 10% of the equity raise, but typically this is included in the acquisition fee. So some people will charge extra for an organization fee. So I just wanted to make you aware of that fee. So the eight fees, again with the first five, the profit split, acquisition fee, asset management fee, guarantee fee, and the refinancing supplemental fee are the most common. Now, how do you know what fees to charge? Well, you only charge fees if they, one, show alignment of interest, and two, that you are actually adding value to that respective part of the process. So if you are not doing refinance, then obviously you're not going to be charging a refinancing fee. If you are not responsible for the ongoing asset management, you're not going to be charging an asset management fee, etc. So make sure that all the fees you're charging are actually based off of things you're doing, and then set those fees based off of what promotes the most alignment of interest with your investors. So what's an example of how much money you can make on a deal based off of the fees I just went over? Just to kind of give you an idea of how much money can be made as a syndicator, as well as to give you an idea of how to set your goal in the later parts of this episode. 
So we're going to follow a 250-unit deal that we purchased for $14.1 million with a projected hold period of five years. So the fees we charged for this deal were actually the five common fees I mentioned above. So one, we had an acquisition fee, which was 2% of the purchase price. And Joe and his company were also the loan guarantors for that deal. So they also charged a guarantee fee of 0.83% of the loan balance. So those were the two fees that were paid to the general partnership at closing. So for the acquisition fee, 2% of $14.1 million is $282,000. Add to that the guarantee fee, which was 0.8% of the loan balance, which was $11.7 million. So that comes to $97,110. So a little under four hundred dollars at closing to the general partners. Now they also charged an asset management fee, which was 2% of the collected income. So the collected income for the first year was a little over $2.4 million. So 2% of that was $48,946. So that's per year. So for the five-year hold period, that totals $244,000. So that's something that's split up across the five years of ownership. Next, they were able to add $5.5 million in equity to the deal in less than one year because of their value-add program as well as the price they bought the property at. And because of that, they were able to do a refinance and return more than 50% of the equity because in the agreement, they were going to collect a fee of 2% of the original loan balance as long as they were able to return more than 50% of the LP equity, which they did. So 2% of the original loan balance, which was $11.7 million, is an additional $234,000 paid a little bit around the one-year mark. The fifth fee is the profit split. So the profit split for this deal was 30% to the GP, 70% to the LP. But for this particular deal, there was an internal rate of return hurdle that once the deal hit 20% IRR to the limited partners, then the profit split went to 50-50. So usually the IRR doesn't exceed zero until sale because that's when the investors receive their original equity back. So the ongoing profit split, which was a 30% of the remaining profits, was $108,000 annually, so multiply that by five years, so a little bit over 500 grand. And then, also, the profits at sale are split, so the total profit at sale for this deal was $6.6 million. After returning the investor equity, the remaining equity was split 70-30 until that IRR hurdle was hit, and then it was 50-50. So total, that equates to $2.2 million to the general partner at sale. Now, Adding all five of those fees together during a five-year period for that particular deal, the general partner would earn $3.6 million. So that's just one deal, a $14.1 million deal, which is a pretty big deal, 250 units. But imagine that multiplied by five, six, seven deals. Yes, you're talking about a lot of money. So that's the profit potential to the GP for putting together an apartment syndication. And that's why we're all here, right? To gain financial freedom through real estate. So now that we went over how you actually make money, you can set a goal. So the first goal you want to set is a 12-month goal. So each year, you want to set a new 12-month goal, hopefully higher than the previous year. But since we're just starting off, we're going to set our first 12-month goal. 
and we want this to be as specific and quantifiable as possible. So we've got the specific, which is 12 months. Now we need to get to the quantifiable. So how much money do you want to make in 12 months? That number might be small, it might be big. It just depends on where you're at in your life. But for the purposes of this episode, we're going to assume that you want to make $100,000 this year. So great, we're done, right? Specific and quantifiable. Well, no, we want to take it a level deeper and ask ourselves, okay, so I want to make $100,000 this year. What exactly do I need to do in order to hit that number? So should you set it based off of the number of deals or the number of units you want to complete? Well, no, because let's say you want to do one deal that makes you $100,000. Well, if that one deal loses you $200,000, you're technically hitting your goal of one deal, but not hitting your quantifiable $100,000 mark. The same thing for the number of units you want to control. Say I want to control 100 units that cash flow $1,000 per year to hit your $100,000 number. Well, that is possible, but you're going to be focusing on getting those number of units. And if you don't hit that $1,000 a year mark, then yeah, you're technically hitting your number of unit goal, but you're not hitting your actual quantifiable number goal. So what you want to do is you want to figure out how much money you need to raise in order to make $100,000. So there's two ways to do this. Number one, the simple, straightforward approach is to ask yourself how much money you need to raise in order to make a $100,000 acquisition fee. That way, if you do a deal or multiple deals at that equity raise amount, then you will make that acquisition fee in 12 months. So if the goal is to make $100,000 and you're assuming you're charging a 2% acquisition fee, then the purchase price needs to be $5 million because 2% of $5 million is $100,000. But we're going to go even deeper than that. We're going to say, okay, well, how much money do I need to raise in order to buy a $500 million property? So we're going to assume, and this is a good assumption, that in order to take down an apartment community through syndication, you're going to need to bring 30% of the total project costs. So that's for the loan, as well as for the various other fees required to financing fees and the closing costs and operating account, things like that in order to take down the deal. So 30% of $5 million is $1.5 million. So now you know that in order to make $100,000 a year, you need to buy a $5 million property, which means you need to raise $1.5 million. So now, instead of focusing on a specific number of deals or a specific number of units, you want to focus on raising $1.5 million. If you raise that $1.5 million, all the pieces are in place for you to make your $100,000 goal. That's one way to set your goal. Another way, a little bit more complex, is to set a goal based off of, again, making $100,000, but base it off of the ongoing profit split. Because if you want to make $100,000 year one, well, actually probably to make $100,000 every year to replace your W-2 income, or that's how much money you need to cover your expenses, however you came up with that number, most likely you don't want to make it just one year and then never make it again. So one way is to, of course, do a $5 million deal every year. But another way is to figure out, okay, well, I'm going to do that $5 million deal, but how long until I'm able to make $100,000 a year without having to continue to do deals? And that's where your free document comes into play, which is the annual income calculator. And what it allows you to do is you input your annual income goal 
So in this case, $100,000. The acquisition fee, which is in this case 2%. And then you need to input the structure you have with your investors. So in this case, 8% preferred return and a 70-30 split. And then you input the projected cash on cash return for your deals. So if you're offering an 8% preferred return, this number needs to be at least 8%, but ideally it's closer to 10%. So for this example, we're going to say that our income goal is $100,000 a year. We're going to charge a 2% acquisition fee, offer our investors an 8% preferred return with a 70-30 split, and the property that we buy is going to have a annualized cash on cash return of 10%. Now the math is all done for you, so we're not going to go over it down here, but the calculator will automatically spit out your one-time acquisition fee, which you will get for doing this size of a deal, or your acquisition fees in total for doing multiple deals of this size. And then they'll tell you exactly what the property purchase price is, as well as the equity required to buy that property in order to make $100,000 per year. And that's going to be that 30% profit split you receive. So for the example that I just went over, in order to make $100,000 a year from that profit split, you're required to purchase $52 million worth of apartments, which requires raising $15.66 million in equity. So in order to make an acquisition fee of $100,000, you need to raise $1.5 million in equity. In order to make $100,000 on an ongoing basis, you need to multiply that by a magnitude, so 10 times as much equity. So if you do that 10 times, or 10 times, so raise $1.5 million 10 times, or if you raise $15 million one time, or somewhere in between, you will have your $100,000 per year in income. So in order to plug in your number, go to syndicationschool.com or go to the show notes of this episode to download the free annual income calculator. Now, the last step after you set your goal is to create an affirmation statement. So you don't want to just set the goal one time and then completely forget about it. You want to continuously remind yourself of what that number is and how much money you need to raise so that you are subconsciously seeking out opportunities that will help you reach that goal, as well as in combination with the information you're going to learn in part two of this podcast series. So your affirmation statement, again, is going to be specific and quantifiable. So we're going to use the simple example of the $100,000 year goal from the acquisition fee for this affirmation statement. So if you're using the other approach, which is the ongoing $100,000, and this will be slightly different, but for the example, the affirmation statement would be on the date, which would be one year from today, so October 2019. So on October 17th, 2019, I have raised $1.5 million in equity from passive investors, and I use that equity to syndicate $5 million worth of successfully performing, which is 10% or higher cash return, apartment communities, earning me a total of $100,000 in acquisition fees. So that's your affirmation statement. And what you should do after you've set your goal and created your affirmation statement is write it out each morning for the next 30 days. And if you do that, it'll be hardwired in your brain. You can probably memorize it at that point. And once you have it memorized, again, you will actively seek out opportunities to achieve that goal since it's hardwired into your brain. That's part one of the Tony Robbins ultimate success formula or what I'm calling the ultimate syndication success formula, which is know your outcome. So in this episode, you'll learn how 
you make money as a syndicator, as well as an example of the money made on a 250 unit deal, just to kind of give you an idea of the possibilities. And then you set your own 12 month goal and determine exactly how much money you need to raise in order to achieve that goal, which again is either based off of an acquisition fee or a ongoing fee from the profit split, which you can calculate using the free annual income calculator at syndicationschool.com. And then lastly, you created an affirmation statement and made a commitment to write it out 15 times each morning for the next 30 days. So that concludes part one. In part two, the next episode, we will discuss part two of Tony Robbins' ultimate success formula, which is know your reasons why. So the next episode is going to be focused on vision. So to listen to other syndication school series about the how-tos of apartment syndications and to download your free annual income calculator, visit syndicationschool.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. Thank you for listening, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Do you need debt for your deal, equity for your deal, or maybe a loan guarantor to help you get qualified for the financing? Talk to Mark Belsky. His number is 212-897-9875. That's 212-897-9875. His email is mbelsky at Eastern eq.com feeling lost on your roadmap to wealth tune in to the newly launched rei foundation podcast where hosts jason and peely give you all the steps and missteps towards achieving your investing dreams featuring interviews from top industry professionals make sure you listen and subscribe to rei foundation podcast at the rei foundation.libson.com